Welcome to the In The Scope podcast, where you read and hear new perspectives in the scope of different lenses. I am your host, Joshua M. Hicks, senior writer of War Media. Make sure to subscribe to War on Anchor, the home of the In The Scope podcast, on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the TuneIn app. And follow me on social media at that guy Josh Hicks on Instagram and jhicks042 on Twitter. Also, make sure to check out the War Media site at weareregalradio.com to get all the hottest and latest content on all things sports. Again, this is Joshua M. Hicks, and welcome to the In The Scope podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. on the line a former Chicago Bear, a former uh, Dallas Cowboy, and a Super Bowl champion with the Dallas, Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys, Mickey Pruitt. Mickey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Joshua? Doing good. Glad to have you on the Indisco podcast. And just we have, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, but let's briefly talk about your career and everything. Um what was it like playing in the NFL? Like, was it everything you expected? Yes, it was everything and more and stuff like that. Because it's, you know, a dream that that a lot of um, young players want is to play in the NFL, and that was one of my dreams when I was growing up. When I started playing um, football in the seventh grade, is try to be in the NFL and try to. Matter of fact, play with some of the guys that I grew up watching. I mean, I was. Um, Got to the Chicago Bears right when Walter Payton retired. The same year he retired, I came with the Chicago Bears. So I didn't have a chance to really play with him, but met him numerous of times in the locker room when he came back to see us um, players and stuff like that. But a lot of other guys like Otis Wilson, um, Mike Singletary, um, Sean Gill, um, Dave Dorison, all those guys I've I grew up watching, especially when I was in college, just because of um, I was a Chicago Bears fan. So it was great. I mean, just coming out the tunnel, the first um, first game coming out the tunnel and looking at the crowd and like, wow, this is real now. And it's a dream come true just to to be on the field the first game of, of the Chicago Bears 1988 and playing in the game and, and, and just enjoying the, the, the life of of an NFL player. You only played five years in your, uh, five years within your career. What contributed yeah. to such a short career? Well, the injuries and, and contracts and stuff like that, I think that's one of the things that, that um, really contributed just five years. I was, in the, I was pretty much um, in seven training camps. Um, I went to Philly. I went to San Francisco to try out and stuff, but it didn't work out, and then I just retired um, after really the seventh year in '95. I just ended up saying I'm, I'm going to retire. Okay, okay. What were your favorite moments within the NFL? 
Oh man, it's a lot. The first one is, is is just putting on the Bears uniform and coming out of the tunnel the first game of the season, coming out the tunnel and 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 like I said, looking at the crowd. The other one was my rookie year. I started four games uh, my rookie year, and then um, my first interception was in the fall bowl against Philadelphia in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I couldn't. Um, I mean, that was great. And then, you know, just playing every year and then eventually going to the Dallas Cowboys and winning the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate goal that you want to uh, be at. And, and I achieved um, being a Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys. Go more in depth on both of those, uh, both of those mo- monumental moments that you mentioned, um, the Super Bowl with the, with the Dallas Cowboys, but as well as, uh, catching that interception in the fog playoff game against the Eagles. Go more in depth of what it, what it felt to be in those situations live uh, as you were going and playing through those moments. Well, the thing about it, first of all, with with the um, Chicago Bears and playing against Philadelphia Eagles in the fog bowl, it was ironic just because of the fog. It just, just like, that's why they call it the fog bowl. It's the fog that came down on the field and no one could see the fans couldn't see what was going on the field, but we could see on the on the on the field, and just coming up with an interception at a pivotal moment of the game while he was driving was great. I mean, it was it was something. But the problem was that is no one seen the interception, and and that was the downfall of it. My first interception of my career, and no one get to see it just because of the fall. So. That was interesting. Um, and then, you know, being in the Super Bowl in California, 101,000 people watching you and millions of people on TV watching um, the Dallas Cowboys, which Dallas Cowboys was so-called always America's team. It was great. It was unbelievable. Then you had Michael Jackson at halftime, which we couldn't see, at halftime performing at the Rose Bowl and stuff like that. So that moment is by far, it, it, it set my career where I'm like, man, this is what it's all about. This is what we play for, we want to um, uh, um, strive for, and and the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl, be in the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl. Is it safe to say that the Cowboys, you playing on that Cowboys Super Bowl winning team was your best team or more favorite team or your favorite time playing on a team in NFL? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this because I love playing with Chicago Bears. That's my team, and I love playing with the Chicago Bears and and playing for the Chicago Bears. Um, that that Dallas Cowboys team, we had a great team. I mean, with the offense. That we had with Michael Irvin and and Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman, uh, Jay Novacek and all those guys was unbelievable. Then the offensive line, but I had a better time in Chicago <clears throat> just because of just because of, I grew up here in Chicago, and and the the team was was real tight with each other and stuff like that, but. You know, just just being a Chicago Bear was a lot better for me 
because I grew up here and, and, and played my high school career here. I grew up in the park district here and stuff like that. And, and it was great just being a Chicago bear and playing for the Chicago bears, not down in that Dallas Cowboys. The one that gave me my Super Bowl ring was, wasn't great. But the bears was probably the better team that, uh, uh, I wanted to play for. You mentioned you played with uh, great guys like Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary, and you and you being a defensive guy yourself. Talk about mm-hmm. the things that you learned from them throughout your experience within within Chicago, and, and how how and how it really helped you within your career moving forward to Dallas and eventually through the throughout the end of your career. I think playing with Mike Singletary, what you got at first get is. Um, and even Richard Dent, and, and they taught me a lot. Jim Morrissey taught me a lot. Ron Rivera taught me a lot about the game, how to study for the game, what what we need to do to be prepared for the game. And that's why I stayed in the league five years plus two because of that help that they gave me. Gabe Dorton was like my mentor um, for playing um, when I first got there. Um, Emory Moorhead. Emory Moorhead was was like a brother to me because we went to University of Colorado and stuff like that. So them guys played a big part in my life as far as even making a team um, because they taught us talent in me and and they 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 had to get it out so I could be comfortable in playing playing for them and with them. Everybody tuning in right now, you're listening to former Super Bowl champion Mickey Pruitt. Um, Mickey, let's transition to today's NFL. Um, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Chiefs, just signed a ridiculously big paycheck. (laughs) Contract with his half a billion dollar deal over the next 12 years. And as of, we're on the phone right now, Chris Jones recently just signed his four defensive end for the Chiefs. He signed his four-year extension with the team as well. Um, What um, both of those players signing long-term extensions. Does this set up the set up the Chiefs to be the next dynasty? Well, it could if they could keep players around them. Two players is not going to win a, a championship for for a team, so they have to keep a lot of players around them to to compete. Um, but you know, I am so happy for them guys they getting the contract that they because. You know, we're the kind of the pioneers for them for getting big contracts like that. And like before, you know, Gale Sears and all them was pioneers for us getting big contracts. But it's tough if you cannot, as a team, because football is a team sport. And if you cannot keep other players with those guys that getting those big contracts, then they just going to be guys with big contracts on the, on the, on the team. And, and somebody's going to have to sacrifice some money somewhere um, to stay on the team or be with them on the team. So you have to realize that might happen and stuff like that. Um, um, players sacrificing their, their salaries just to be with them playing on there, which could possibly happen. But a lot of guys, you know, they, they um, the money is, is great right now. and They want the money um, just because the NFL is, is not so long. So um, they're trying to get whatever they can out after out the um, um, owners to give them money. 
transitioning to the Cowboys, um, Dak Prescott is the only major player on the team right now that doesn't have a long-term deal with with, with mm-hmm. the Cowboys. You got Amari Cooper, Zico Elliott, Don, uh, Lawrence, uh, defensive end of Lawrence. They, uh, they even, all these guys have these long-term deals but the quarterbacks themselves. And it's been reported that he reportedly wants Patrick Mahomes type of money, which is ranging from forty-two to forty-five million dollars per year. But as of right now, he is uh, Prescott is currently under a thirty-one million dollar franchise tender. How should the should the Cowboys really end up just paying Dak this contract? I mean, I mean, we're talking right now, obviously, a day before the deadline of them trying to get the long-term contract done. But should Jerry Jones just say, you know what, we'll just give Dak the money uh, that he wants? And give the long term, and give the Cowboys the long term security that they that they need, or should they just continue to uh, franchise franchise tag Dak, not just after this, not just this year, but next year as well? Well, I, I think one that Dak do deserve the money, even though he hasn't won the Super Bowl or got to the Super Bowl, but his his record um, proves that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He should be getting um, good money. Just from that and stuff like that and just realizing that, you know, um, um, he he is one of the top quarterbacks in, in, in the league. The problem the problem is is I'm not an owner. I don't I don't have a the bank account and stuff like that, but you know, all these other guys are getting these contracts. But I don't know why he's not getting a long term guaranteed contract. I guess he has to win a Super Bowl before he he gets that. Or get in the Super Bowl before he gets that. But you know, um, I think that's one reason why Patrick Mahomes got this big contract is because he got him there and won it and stuff like that. So, uh, but you see a lot of these other quarterbacks that don't even get close to the Super Bowl get this big money. So why is that is not uh, the the player? I mean, the, the talent that he is, the things that he has done for the Dallas Cowboys, he deserves uh, uh, the money that he he wants and stuff like that. But I understand. As an owner, I mean, they probably stand, hey, uh, one more year. But I, I don't see another franchise tag with him for next year. I think Zach will walk on or move on um, if 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 the offer is right as some other place because somebody else is going to pick him up for big money. Have you dealt with Jerry Jones before during your playing days? Yes. Have you met him? Yes. Yes. He's an owner. Yeah, what was what was what was it like uh, meeting and working with Jerry? Well, I didn't work, really work with. Him. I worked for him, <laughs> stuff like that. But he's tough. He was, he was a good guy. He was he was, he was tough. He, he's a businessman, and, and you have to realize, you know, Jerry is a very well businessman that knows um, how to make money and, and stuff like that. He built that that the, the cowboy from wherever it was to four billion. That's probably one of the highest. Um, own teams now, so just realize the business part of, of Jerry Jones or what it is. And um, you know, he, he he was a good guy. He was young. He just came into the fold when when I was there and stuff like that. So he learned a lot more of the business side um, right now than he was at the beginning. Okay, that, that that's really cool. That's really cool. Amari Cooper. Um, is notably known as a top 15 receiver within the league. But he's currently being um, treated as, a, as one of the top paid receivers in the league. I think I want to say he's ranked within the top two or three range 
from a salary perspective within the league. And do you believe the Cowboys should have paid him that much money, especially with the fact that they did this contract before signing Dak Prescott? Well, I think all the players deserve the money that they want in the NFL because they're entertainers and they and they work hard for it to get where they at and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna doubt that um, um, Amari Cooper for being the one of the top receivers. It's his it's his stats and and um, everything pan out to be one of the top two or three probably do. Is he a game breaker? Yes, he is. It's just a matter of they 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 was willing to pay. Cooper, the money that they wanted so they could keep him, so they could, you know, have some power for that pressure when he get that big money that he's going to get next year. He's got he's getting big money this year, but next year too. So. The Cowboys uh, drafted C C D Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma in the first round, to go along with that already impressive uh, wide receiving core with Amari Cooper and Gallup. Um, do you think Speedy Lamb could actually make a a good impact on the offensive side of the ball uh, as an extra weapon for Dak Prescott? And do you believe that this, with the addition of Speedy Lamb, it does make the Cowboys one of the top tier um, wide receiving cores within the NFL? Yeah, that makes that 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 team special just because of now they have they have two wide receivers that could go and get it, and they have a running back that is. It is unbelievable. Quarterback that's unbelievable. Tight end that's maybe so so, but they 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 have some top talent players. CD just um, he might take them over the top as far as um, getting where they need to get because he's a, he's another threat that they need that Dak needs to to throw the ball to. I don't know how how much balls they're gonna have out there with 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 Zeke uh, Zeke. Um, uh, Cooper and, 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 and Lamb now, but, you know, it, it's going to be exciting just to see them because how they're going to be able to mesh together. Where do you see the Cowboys having uh, for their records this season? Do you see them being another 8-8 eight and eight season, or do you actually see them improving? I see them improving. I see them 12-4 or 13-3. Uh, really? If, yes. What, 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 lead, what helps you lead – what is the reason behind you believing they'll, they'll make that eleven, that that twelve and three uh, type of record? I just think I just think that um, McCartney is a good coach um, that he's going to get the most out of them, and then uh, I, I just said they have a lot of firepower on offense, and then the defense is not bad. You have to realize they won the top teams in the defense um, um, in in the league. It's just like our team. Um, just like our team was um, when we won the Super Bowl, our defense was number one in, in the NFL. No one knew about that because the offense was getting all the credit. But you know, um, they, their defense was pretty good. And then you know, with the firepower that they're gonna have, as long as everybody stay healthy now, and that's a big part of about it. If they stay healthy, they're gonna do well. Everybody listening right now, you're listening to Mickey Pruitt. Um, Mickey, let's transition to the hometown Bears. The Bears made some pretty decent tra- uh, acquisitions this offseason, starting off with former Cowboy Robert Quinn, um, putting him in that same um, linebacker front with Khalil Mack. Talk about how those two pair up with each other moving into this season. 
man, I don't know who's going to block them to. They, I, I, I mean, it's going to open. And then you have to realize you got Robert Quinn and Cleo Mack, but you got a big guy in the middle of their defense and stuff like that. So, uh, which is, I can think of um, the defensive tackle hits. So you you have to you have to deal with all of those guys on defense, and then you got linebackers that can run, um, that can go sideline to sideline, and then you have Eddie Jackson in the middle. And you got some good corners out there. I mean, their defenses, I, I don't know how they're going to block them guys. I mean, it's going to be interesting how teams um, prepare for them on, uh, on, on, on their defense because they're going to be pretty, pretty tough to, 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 um, to, to stop and, and defend and stuff like that. Nick Foles has been traded from the Jaguars to the Bears so that way he can uh, compete for a starting position uh, with uh, against Mitchell Trubisky for the quarterback position. Now, um, some people believe that this is just a smokescreen um, to say as far as the competition perspective that Nick Foles is going to get the uh, the, the starting quarterback job from, um, for week one. But then some people really do believe within the Bears front office that this is like a last chance for Mitchell Trubisky to really take the team to the next level. And they feel like the only way to do that is actually give him some quarterback competition and bring in someone like Nick Foles, who has been a proven um, quarterback in the league, especially as a backup who has helped lead a team to a Super Bowl as a, as a fact that, you know, he won the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, do you really believe that Nick Foles is going to get that starting job, starting quarterback position job um, come week one of the season? Or do you really believe that the Bears actually really want Mitchell Trubisky to have it, but got to push him in different ways that they haven't really been able to since he became the starting quarterback of the team? Well, it's too close to this. I think that um, they're going to get Trubisky a shot. But when you say $21 million and $3 million or $4 million with, with both the, the disparity of, of pay, I think they brought Nick Fogan in to start. So just looking at it, and it's just the last, I mean, you have to realize, they, um, Trubinsky is, is, is um, a first-round draft pick, and they moved up to get him. So they have to really say face on him, or they're going to just um, let him be and let him go because something has to happen. Uh, because you don't bring in someone that's making $21 million and you're, you're supposed to start to make $3 million. That's, that doesn't happen. And it's not a good look for for Trubisky to be starting just because of that. Nick Foles, you know, he, he gets hurt a lot. He hurt last year. Uh, with with, with um, Jacksonville, he was hurt in Philadelphia a little bit, even though he won the Super Bowl for them um, a couple of years ago. But, you know, he gets hurt. Too, but we have to see where it goes and how they're going to compete against each other. And that's what it's all about, is competing against each other, who's going to be the best um, quarterback that's going to lead the Bears to win this year. Uh, I know one thing, they're not going to sit out for preseason uh, because they need those reps like they didn't get last year. I think that's what hurt a little bit. They need those reps that a quarterback and, and, and receiver and running backs need bars in the preseason to, to get the timing down. 
Okay, so I just want to make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying. So, do you so are you saying that in this specific situation with the Bears in the quarterback position, even though they ideally would want Mitchell Trubisky to be the guy and they're going to give him a shot, Nick Foles is the future answer, but not the right now answer. So, Mitch can be the starting quarterback come week one, but give or take his performance either this year or whether either throughout the season. Nick Foles may end up, you know, taking that job midseason and just ultimately being the full answer for the future, even though they really want to believe in Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I just think, I just think, either Mitch is going to step up and be the starting quarterback, or Nick Foles is going to be a quarterback because Nick Foles, if he don't start this year, he won't be here next year. So just look at it like that. I mean, I, I, that's what I see as, as being in the quarterback. Or he's going to have to take a pay cut drastically to, to stay on the team because you're not going to have a $21 million quarterback sitting um, on the bench. Okay, okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Just want to make sure they got that clear for our, for our uh, audience right now. Um, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, the wide receiver, for the Bears is similar to Dak Prescott in a sense as far as he doesn't have a contract extension. Now he doesn't now he, unlike Dak, doesn't seem too up in arms about it, but he was one of the, the top receivers for the Bears this uh this past couple of seasons since he's been there. And um he has obviously said that he wants to be a bear for life. He wants to be there long term. Should the Bears really do everything that they can to extend him no matter what the cost can be. Well, I, I think if he's your number one guy, I think you do extend him just because if he's your number one guy as wide receiver, um, you have to to make a, 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 a good impression that we believe in you. Now, if they if if, if they don't extend him, they don't believe in him, it sounds like they don't believe in him, then that's a different thing, and then Allen Robinson will go somewhere else. But he's a great player. I think he's that he. I mean, he's a go-to guy that they can trust and believe in, and and that's what the Bears need. They need someone they can trust and believe in as a wide receiver down the stretch, uh, in the middle of the game, or at the beginning of the game to get everything going. But Allen Allen does well. I, I think they need to go at a little bit more. He might be getting double teamed because they might not have somebody else on the other side, but. Um, I think they need to throw the ball to him a little bit more than than, than the Titans last year. You just mentioned that that the Bears need some more help with Robinson as far as the wide receiving core. Um, who do you think would be a good ideal person to go play alongside with Robinson in the slot as a wide receiver? I mean, there may not there's not too many big names out right now, but one that actually has been circulated throughout the NFL as potential hypothetical what-if scenario is Antonio Brown. I mean, Antonio Brown uh, is still very talented within the league, and obviously he had to deal with his personal issues, but it seems that teams are are listening, listening at least at the idea of bringing Antonio Brown in. Do you think he would actually be a good fit for the Bears to, to potentially consider bringing to Chicago? Well, I just think that, Antonio Brown could be he's probably probably the best receiver if he was still playing in the league. Um, if he was still in the league. It's just do you weigh his talent or his personal issues? 
I mean, what weighs more and stuff like that. He might not be a fit in this in in the Bears uh, uh, um, um, locker room just because of all the issues that he have. But if you get Antonio Brown, it changed the whole ball game uh, on the field as far as offense because he's a game breaker. Those, I mean, that's why I'm talking about uh, Robinson. He's he's more of a game breaker than Robinson. And if you put both of them on the field at the same time, it's I mean, it's going to open up more for Robinson now and stuff like that. So you have to realize that Tony Brown is whatever team he goes to, he'll make it better. But now the personal issues that he has, does that weigh heavier than his talent? The Bears recently just selected um, Notre Dame's Cole Kmet, I want to say his last name is, the tight end from mm-hmm. Notre Dame. And he's obviously, he's from Illinois uh, area, suburban area. He's a, so he's a homegrown kid that's playing for a hometown mm-hmm. team, similar to what you did. Um mm-hmm. What advice would you give Cole Komet as he enters into the NFL playing for a hometown team? Like, what advice, if you were able to talk to him, what advice would you give him to help, obviously, smoothen his transition, if not even make it that much even more smoother than it already is now, playing for the hometown Bears? Breathe and relax, because you're going to get so much thrown at you here, being a hometown, because you have to realize you got so many friends, relatives here, tickets coming to the games, want to have your time, spend your time. Um, you're going to have to have me time, you know, when you're here. Get away from all this because a lot of times, a lot of that will distract you from playing and you won't give it your all out on the field because you're so embedded into your family, your friends, your, your cousins, your uncles, and all that stuff. So you have to realize that that he just has to breathe and relax and just play his game because of um, he can't get inundated in everything else outside of football. How do you see um, Cole's um, influence or impact that he can have offensively with the Bears? I, I think he he could open up the middle of the field for the Bears. I mean, just to 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 get. Allen Robinson or whoever other wide receivers are out there. I mean, he's a big target, and and I think um, he, I'm, I know Nick Foles would love throwing to him and um, Trubisky. I mean, throwing to him because he he could open up the middle for them for the outside passing game and stuff like that. So and I think he blocks well. So I mean, that's one thing they need is a running game. I mean, someone. I mean. To, to get them going far as a running game, he might be that tight end like a block pretty good and, and spring one of the wide um, um, running backs um, um, to the sideline and go the distance. Where do you see the Bears? Um, what, what what would be the Bears' record that you think the Bears can make this season? Oh, man, it's tough to say just because of um, the uncertainty of quarterback and who's going to be there. But I still, I still think that they will be the top since I think Green Bay is always a nemesis to the Bears. I don't think they helped themselves in the draft with no wide receivers, but I, I think the Bears should become the, the top team in the NFC Central. So you have the, are you saying? So are you saying that the Bears have the chance to over to to um? 
overstep the Packers as the number one seed in the NFC North? Yes, just because of defense alone. I mean, the defense, you, you have to realize the Bears' defense is, is the top two. I don't know who else that is now. So just realize that their, their defense is well. I don't know how many teams are going to score against them because they're going to get so much pressure um, from their, their, their defense that people will be scared to go on the field against them. Okay. Okay. That's, that's gonna be interesting. It always depends on what the what the um, always depends on what the um, offense do. Can they score? If they score twenty one points a game, seventeen points, twenty one points a game, they're gonna be fine. If they score nine points, ten points, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, transitioning to reality today. Um, what are you doing with your life currently right now? Well, I'm the um, deputy executive director of sports right now for the Chicago Public Schools. And that's currently my job right now, overseeing the sports program for the Chicago Public Schools. How did you transition into that? Well, I've been here. I've been here um, just for like now 20, 21 years is my going on my 22nd year, and I just, um, I don't know, I wanted to get back as I grew up here and, and wanted to to um, get back to the students um, in the Chicago Public Schools to, to give them a, a light that you could make it from the Chica- um, Chicago and you could do other things, football, and, and be an administrator, too. Are you still involved with the Chicago Bears youth football camps? I used to be, yeah. I still do a little bit of something with them. I'm just, um, um, you know, um, I want to stay involved with the Bears in any kind of way that I possibly can. And that's what I do, try to help them out a little bit. Okay, that, that's great, man. Well, continue to keep doing the great stuff that you're doing with the youth. Um, it really means a lot to the to not just their personal life, but to the community as a whole. We need more of those mentors and and of dedication to giving back to those to those communities. And you're doing a great job with that. So we really appreciate that, and I hope you continue to move forward with that. Um, yeah. Do you have any Do you have any social media for people to follow you? Like, how can uh, are you involved in that? No, I'm not involved in no media stuff. I mean, uh, stuff like that. I don't get on Facebook or anything like that. <laughs> <I mean, Okay. laughs> is there a reason why? I mean, is there a reason why you don't do I just, uh, it's just, that's just me. I don't do all that. Um, well, I do have an Instagram page, but I'm not on it. My son is on it more than me, so I'm not on that. Um, but I, I don't, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't, okay. I just don't do social media like that. Okay, I understand. I completely understand. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Indiscope podcast, man. I really appreciate okay. it. I look forward to keeping in touch with you and seeing all the great stuff you got going on. And, um, you know, obviously we don't know what's really going on as far as football concerned with CPS and things of that sort, but whatever 
um, whatever is taking place. Um, but that's what come. Def- I'll definitely come out and support in any way I can, and uh, hopefully okay. we, can cre- we can we connect at some football games and things of that sort, man. We, I look forward to uh, getting in touch with you and reconnecting for sure. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. I mean, I know it's tough times right now, and we're in a, a situation, a pandemic that we never thought we'd be in. But you know, it's just um, keeping our feet on the ground and and thinking about things in a different light, in a different way. So. Um, we're blessed to be here, and, and hopefully we have more years, better years, unlike this year, to be to, to be great. Definitely, man. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll definitely okay. keep in touch soon, and you stay safe, and you and your family continue to stay safe throughout this uh, pandemic. Okay, then. thanks for having me on, okay? All right, no problem, man. Thank you. Okay, talk to you later. Yes, sir. All right.